0: him and and what God is doing in his life and his spirit Um, well last Sunday just for a recap the message was um, being a good steward Um, and God began to minister and give me somewhat an addition to what was spoken about um, last Sunday and it's called answering the call now many, many people do not know Um, exactly what it takes to answer the call. And many people don't know, um, exactly what God God is requiring of them. And, um, he just broke it down. The Holy spirit began to speak to me and begin to break down to me. Um, you know, understanding about answering the call. All right. So, um, We've prayed earlier, but I just want to say a special prayer for every single person that's within that, within that transition for every person that is, has a, a a decision to make feel like they're at, you know, a fork in the road where they're, they don't know whether to go left or to go right, but they're seeking God for direction. They're seeking the Lord, um, guidance. And will for their lives. I pray this special prayer for you that God will make his way plain to you and you understand not only God's will for your life, um, but in an, an addition to the purpose for which you were even born or which you were even created. Um, you know, God always share. He always Teaches on if you don't know where you come from, then you will never know where you're going. So, we must know um, God's original plan for mankind. And I speak of that a lot to know where we come from, Jesus and Jesus Christ coming to die for us and why, you know, why did He come? So, um, again, Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. For every single soul that's listening, Father God, That are joining this service this morning, Lord Jesus. Father God, those who are online, oh God. Father God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that every reoccurring cycle shall be broken in the name of Jesus. Father God, every generational curse, every spirit of confusion, every demonic spirit of delusion and depression, God. Lord, we break it off them right now in Jesus. Jesus name, Lord, we pray that your word will come forth with delivering power, Lord God, we thank you, Father God, for the ears that's listening, Lord God, let also the heart receive your word, God, with any form of, of distraction, Lord God, any form of discouragement, every any lie of the enemy, Father God, we just cancel it now, and Lord, we loose, God, Loose the spirit of wisdom, Lord God, knowledge, understanding. Let your word grow into our hearts on good soil in the name of Jesus so that it will harvest a seed of righteousness in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So many are called, but few are chosen. I'm going to say that again. Many are called to God, but few are chosen. To be chosen is a privilege and honor. Some who were called, they honored the call. And some dishonored the call. Now let's talk about those that... The Bible, you know, that we learn of and the Bible. Remember, the Bible is not just a book of stories. The Bible consists of 66 books that was written in different times and eras of life. And they all confirm one another because it was, uh, it was given. The words were given by God, by the Holy Spirit. So, When you read your Bible, you're encountering God. Every fact, and I'm going to say fact, and every truth that is in the word of God, don't you know that it is also backed up in history? The very scientist that says that there is no God, can go into the library, can Google it online, and they will see and know that there was a King David, that there was a King Solomon, that all the some of all the, the amazing, uh, uh, I would say, faith stories that are in the Bible were actually documented in history. Don't you know that around the time that Jesus Christ was crucified, the Romans, the Romans used that method of, pers- uh, of um, what they call it, of, of, of a death sentence to those who were criminals or those who were doing, um, who were breaking the law at that time. So remember, dig for God, know who you serve. Don't just, don't just, uh, basically, and I would say it like this, don't just be just comfortable with a Sunday God because Jesus is an everyday God. And I say that over and over again. And if you want to get to know him, then search for him with all your heart. He says, if you search for him with all your heart, you will find him. All right. Some that dishonored, some that honored the call, Right. As I mentioned, it was David. David was a young boy. He had, remember, remember at the beginning, I said that many were called, few were chosen. David, I believe he was uh, the youngest of seven brothers, six or seven brothers. But God called David. David was young. He was small. He didn't look like he was going to be the next king. Even the prophet Samuel, when he went to the house, he looked at all the sons and he saw the sons built with great stature. And he looked at the old and said, this must be the next king of Israel. And God said, I have denied him for man looks at the outward appearance, but God knows the heart. So, okay, let's let now remember. David honored the call of God and God saw David's heart way before he called him. So the question is, where is how, where is your heart towards God? Okay. And David, and remember God called David in a time where his people again was going left. They were being religious. They had a rebellious leader, which was Saul. Saul. He was not obeying the word of the Lord and in the midst of his disobedience, God was raising up a David that was slaying lions, top, lions and bears and had literally destroyed one of uh, Israel's biggest enemies at that time. He was a giant about nine foot tall and he cut that dude. He knocked him in the head, <laughs> knocked him straight out. And then, oh God. And then, guess what? He cut his head off and showed him, the, showed every single one of his enemies. In other words, he showed the children of Israel, this is what God can do if you just believe. Okay, we have another, um, another man of God by the name of Joseph. Again, God chose him in the midst of six or seven brothers. Now, let's really think about that. Here, God didn't choose all seven. God didn't choose all six. He chose one because there was one who had an upright heart. That's why it's easy to be called. But it's very, very important and very serious to be chosen. Now, remember, to be chosen is a privilege and an honor. Let's go. Alrighty, another person who was chosen was Noah. Again, in Noah's time, the world was in full, complete chaos. God looked around, and he wanted to find some that were still calling on the name of the Lord. Some who were still giving him him their all. Some who had his laws in their heart. And he looked on the land to and fro. And the only person he saw was Noah. Now, this was the time when the Bible says that no, God was so grieved with mankind because of their sin. Right. And that he wanted to destroy the earth. That's when the, that's when the earth was destroyed the first time by water, because God wanted to basically, he said, you know what? I just need to start fresh. Nobody wants to know me. There's so much sin. Nobody's serving me. Nobody's being obedient. And so he basically spoke to Noah and told Noah to build an ark. And Noah, imagine it had, and and, and the, the amazing part about this story, it had never rained They had never seen it rain, but here it is. God is telling Noah that it is going to rain and God is going to flood out the earth with water. They looked at Noah like he was crazy. They mocked him. They made fun of him. They did every single thing to try to to discourage him. And guess what? Noah obeyed God and Noah built that ark and the and the day, the day my god the day that noah shut the ark the door of the ark rain came from the sky and when the rain came i'm pretty sure the first 2 days they was like oh you know it's just raining we we haven't seen this before but when they started to see how that rain never stopped and it began to flood, they started banging on the ark, screaming and crying that Noah opened up that ark for them. But guess what, guys? It was too late. Noah and his family were the only ones that got saved from all of those who God was calling. They were only the ones who was chosen because they answered the call. Oh, Jesus, my God. Abraham was another man of God who answered the call of God. He was not just only called, but he was chosen because, again, Abraham was very old in his body, him and his wife. They both wanted a child. They wanted to uh, and to leave. A, they had God had blessed Abraham so much. And he was the way he wanted. He called Abraham the father of faith. First, let me tell you, his wife's womb was dead. She could not have any babies. But they wanted to be able to continue the lineage of God. So what happened? And I'm just running down this with you because th- this is just the introduction to this message. So God came to Abraham and said, I want to take you. I want to, I want you to leave here and go to a land which I have shown you. And I want you number one. What, and I want to also show you something to Abraham. I want you to go outside and I want you to look at the stars in the sky. And as many stars as you can count, I will give you lineage. Now here it is. Abraham was literally 99 years old and his wife was about the same age as him. And she could, she was barren. Her womb was dead. She could never have children. Abraham was worried that he could not be able to pass down the inheritance to anyone in his family, because he never had an opportunity to have children. But here it is, God saying, "I'm going to give you as many children as you can, as it as many stars you can count in the sky." He say, "As many sands on the seashore, I shall give you, at all your, in your your inheritance and all your lineage." Now. Abraham could have said, God, number one, I'm not going to get up and I'm not going to go to a place I don't even know where I'm going. Lord, I'm old. I'm not even having sex no more. And you telling me my wife is going to have a baby. Abraham, Abraham's wife even laughed when God sent the, 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 the prophecy to them. Right? That's the very... That's I, I believe that is the same meaning of Isaac, that God will make you laugh or, or something like that. I'm going to look it up for you guys to make sure that's the accurate definition. But to, to but to moving on. Right. So if so by faith, when God called Abraham out of his uncomfort, out of his unbelief, out of his his hurt, I'm pretty sure it hurt him. Seeing that he was a man of God and couldn't, and God did not even give him a baby. He lived his whole life, the, the very, and desiring something so strongly, and God never gave it to him. So God was calling him out of his hurt. God was calling him out of disappointment and saying, I still have a plan for you, but I need you to answer the call of faith. I need you. To do something you've never done before because I said so. Abraham, let me tell you what he did. Not only did Abraham begin to try for a child again with his wife, Abraham got up and he left everything he knew. God said, leave your family. Leave all the people around you. I'm pretty sure the reason why he told Abraham this, because sometimes when God is telling you to do an unusual thing, there are people that do not understand what's going on in your life. They will have everything to do with stirring you the opposite direction. Because we as human beings, we have the tendency to kill what we don't understand. If I don't understand it, it don't make sense. I don't like it. You look funny. I've never seen you before. You're ugly. You know, that's how we think. So God was like, I need you to get away from all these people. I want to speak to you personally. I want to show you the land that I'm really going to give you for my promise. So he got up. He left. He followed God's every word. He, 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 and guess what, guys? Sarah became pregnant with a child, God. Not only that she became pregnant with a child, he was a man of God. They were old in their age and God redeemed the time. They, they were in his life until he was about 45 years old. So not only that, they had the joy of, um, of seeing him grow, of you know the, the birth experience, seeing him grow up as a child, but also experiencing him as an older man. All right. Now let's think about the one, those, I'm just going to mention just one person. and, And I believe that's the person who God gave me. There's many others in the Bible, but we don't, for time's sake, we don't have that much time to go into every single person who dishonored the call. But Judas dishonored the call of God. He was called among 12 disciples to follow after Jesus. They all experienced the Holy Spirit. They all seen the miracles of God. They all saw the kindness and servanthood of Jesus Christ. They all were called to be evangelists and to go and to, to spread the good news. But Judas was the one who so who betrayed Jesus for only 11 pieces of silver. At this time, they were looking. Jesus had, there was such an uproar where they were. And Jesus, they had turned the world upside down. People were getting saved. They were getting delivered. But the religious order those who were stuck in tradition those who were stuck in just being looking holy outside but they they not living lives for god they was jealous that the people were paying more attention to jesus than that they were paying to him don't you know jealousy is what killed jesus they were jealous that people that jesus were saving lives and they were not having as much as influence as they were when Jesus came into the on the scene, so at this time they were looking for Jesus to kill him, and one of his twelve disciples by the name of judas was he never his heart was never purified, his heart was never changed, he still had greed in his heart, so in, in his heart he never Fully answered the call so guess what happened when it was time to get that money he told the the those the officials and every person that was looking to kill jesus exactly where jesus was and they went on and they and they and they killed jesus because of his um because he denied the call i mean he denied the call so he wasn't able to be chosen by God and believe it or not the weight of that betrayal caused Judas to even hang himself because you have you seen someone show you nothing but love you saw you you have seen the signs that he was the son of God and in your heart you wanted him dead you didn't care. You put money before him. And sadly, many of us, we do the same thing. We put money before God. We crucify him over and over as we continue to sin. And yet we say we, we have not dishonored the call. Let's go to Matthew 22. and 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 this was uh something that the Lord gave me and it is so amazing and I'm just going to share. Matthew 22 verse 1 says, "And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said." Now, why did Jesus always speak to some of the people of God when he began? Why did he speak to them in parables when he began to share godly wisdom with him? Because at that time, they couldn't fully understand spiritual things. So he used analogies and examples to begin to to give them a visual on what he mean by what uh, and how he do things. So, and Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding. And they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants saying, tell those who are invited, see, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and fatted cattle, and my fatted cattle are killed, and all things are ready. come to the wedding; but they made light of it and went their ways, one of his one to his own farm, another to his business, and the rest seized the servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies. destroyed those murderers and burnt up their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore go into the highways and and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together together all whom they found both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, bind him. Hand and foot, take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth for many are called, but few are chosen. Those who were chosen, those who were called had to be dressed for the occasion they had to align with the king's mandate in his kingdom. When the king made a request, there were either obedience or disobedience. And only two results came from both decisions, whether good or bad. Now, if you believe that God sent you, if you feel a burning Passion. I hear many of you say it all the time. If you believe God sent you to Fire Realm and you believe that God is doing something new in your life because He led you to the word of the Lord and mandate on this ministry, then you should take advantage of every blessing that Fire Realm has to offer. Your commitment level should be growing. You are not called to go to church. You're called into the mandate of God's kingdom. Everyone who is called by God, everyone who were called by God, were called to bring change, called to set the trend called to save souls, called into blessing, called to bring revival, called out of the out of their comfort zones, called into the unfamiliar, called to reset the destiny of their family by breaking generational curses, called to break the cycle, called to obedience, and called to a wonderful life. And the life to come. Now, why did those who were called was willing to give up everything for God's will? Hmm, that's a good question. Okay, I hear what you're saying, Penelope, But but why? Why were those who were called by God so willing? To give everything up for god's will, number one, because they understood their fate, they understood their ending, they understood their punishment, they understood the uh, the the shame that they were supposed to endure they in they 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 understood and they saw the supernatural love of Christ who took their place instead. If you're not grateful that God has brought you out, then maybe you have to dig a little deeper to understand what was really destined for you. You know, to live a life in sin Was, it was a open door to eternal punishment. Not only in this life, but in the life to come forever and ever. If you don't know the punishment that you were to receive, then you will never be thankful for the cross. Because on the cross was held. The magnitude of Jesus Christ's suffering was what we should have suffered in hell for eternity. See, when we look at the cross, we say, Oh, thank you, Jesus. You suffered and died for me, you took my place instead. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. But thankfully, I don't have to go through that because Jesus already did. But please understand, my beautiful brothers and sisters, that if you don't answer the call, Jesus has not been your atonement. God is not going to give everything for you and you give nothing for him. It doesn't go like that. When the king speaks. And he gives a mandate. He is re- you're required to listen and obey what God is saying. So that you can live a life of fulfillment. That you can live a life of blessing. That you can live a life with direction. So you will receive eternal life. I heard this morning through leadership training that God has prepared a mansion For those who have answered the call, those who have been sealed by his Holy Spirit. See, the problem is that we see in the churches today and why it's so hard for those who are preaching the true gospel. It's because we got leaders and we got evangelists and we got prophets and we have all these people that sit behind the pulpit that have never received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is evidence that you have encountered God. So we're giving, we're giving people who are searching for God flesh. That's why you see the same preachers and everything. Yes, people fall short and they make mistakes and, and pay attention to the difference. Those who fall, they get up again and they get, go, become greater. But those who continuously... Go into and, and, and sin and try to steal from the people of God and lie and, and 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 gossip and betray one another, that is not God. That is flesh. That is not the will of the Lord. And I want to make that clear this morning that those, yes, they have been called, but they haven't been chosen because they doesn't have they don't have a heart yield to the cross. Okay, now, understanding the passion of the Christ. I really want every single person that is joining this service today, if you haven't seen it, I want you to Google the passion of the cross. And now, look at it from the perspective of not just Jesus going through that for our sins, but look at it from the perspective of what you should have been going through Seven seventy times, 7, 7 times if, if you had not received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Okay, now let's go to Revelation chapter 3. verse 15 and that's why there's there's few that are chosen because they told Jesus the disciples they told Jesus they say Lord what you're asking us is a hard thing but the Bible says that you can do you and I can do all things through Christ who strengthen us and really and truly the reason why some of us we um We experience defeated lives or we continue to go around in circles or we um, walk around with so much hurt and pain and insecurity. And we try, we have dreams, but we can't fully um, walk into the goals that we desire is because we haven't allowed the creator, the one who has created us, who know our desires, who know the way we think, who know our heart. We haven't allowed him in to be Lord. There's no, um, there's no halfway in doing this thing. You know, if, even if you find yourself struggling with going all the way through, say, God, give me that desire. Lord, help me fall in love with you. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that gives us power to live holy. So, yes, it's kind of like the book of the world's book of Guinness. What do you call it? The Guinness Book of World Records. When somebody look at your life and you tell them, hey, man, I used to be promiscuous. I used to be out here. I used to smoke weed. I used to pop ecstasy. But guess what? It's been over 10 years and, and I haven't done any of those things. Guess what? I, used, I wanted to hurt and I wanted to murder the person who killed my mom. But now I can say I forgive them and that I know that if they knew better, they would have done better. That is Christ. That is the Holy Spirit that has given me power to overcome. And that is an encounter that every, I pray, God knows, I pray that every one of you encounter the Holy Spirit. The way that you encounter the Holy Spirit, number one, it starts with repenting, acknowledging that you have been, haven't been living the way that you should. And saying, God, you know, I know I was wrong for what I've done. But I want you to show me a better way of living. Forgive me and help me turn away from those things that disappoint you. And when you do that, now you begin to start reading your word. Getting to know this God who died for you. Start playing worship music around your house. Spend time in prayer. Asking the Holy Spirit to come and fellowship with you. That's my my experience with the Holy Spirit. Believe it or not, was not in a church. My first encounter with the Holy Spirit was me crying out, seeking, praising God, praying God in the quietness of my home. I have seen angels The Lord began to show me his glory and presence tangibly, guys. Not just natural, like I didn't just feel the presence of God. I saw this beautiful glow around my room. And that presence of God was so strong that I literally fell to my knees and began to weep. In that one moment, every scar, every wound, everything that I was carrying, it literally felt like one touch from him mended my whole life. And from that moment, I was never the same. The reason why we make the decisions we make is because we're hurt and broken from the disappointments, from the things we've seen as children, from the dysfunctional functional way of living. And, and we continuously creep uh, repeat the cycle. But when Jesus comes, he comes to break that cycle. All right. So, um, Revelations 3, chapter 15. And this is what the Lord gave me this morning. It's like I heard him even ministering to me, even when I was sleeping. I'm like, okay, God, now I'm trying to rest. But um, it says, listen to this. I know your works, you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish that you were cold or hot. (laughs) So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich, have become wealthy and have need of nothing, And do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich and white garments, that you may be rich and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me to him who overcomes i will grant to sit with me on my throne as also overcame and sat down with my father as i have also overcame and sat with my father on his throne hear who has an ear and let him hear what the spirit of the of says to the churches now jesus was love himself and he's saying, I, I love everybody, but I will correct you. I will discipline you. I'm going to tell you when you're doing wrong. That false gospel out there that says that, you know, all you got to do is pay your tithes and show up, Sunday every, show up for Sunday every service. That's not the gospel. Why is it so different than what I'm reading in my Bible? Jesus said, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. He said, although I love you, I'm going to tell you whether you're right or wrong. He said, you're not even hot. You're not even cold. He said, I'd rather you be one of them because I can't take some lukewarmness. You just straddling the fence. You, you, you're not all the way in. You're not all the way out, but you're just trying to be saved just enough. That is not going to cut it with God. If you're going to go in Understand that you got to go in with everything that you got. He knows if you all the way in or out. And he's saying, here it is. That's what he said to the religious order. He said, those who just want to be godly on the outside. He said, because you say I am rich, have become wealthy and have and have a need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. He said I see who you really are. You're not a true representation of me. You say people say, Oh, that's a mighty woman of God. This and that and that and that. Look at her preach. But God know. He knows. He knows. He knows. So um, the last scripture that I want to share, um, and I just really I gotta meditate on this word because you know although i have given god my everything i'm always constantly uh self-evaluating to make sure that i'm not lacking or missing anything that god could be doing in my life or god could be teaching me or that god could be purifying me of you know because when we walk and we don't fully know what God is doing, it's just like we're just going against the grain and we're, we're um, just wasting time. Okay, Revelation 7, chapter 3. Okay. okay, let's start with just verse two. Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having a seal of the living God. And he cried out with a loud voice of the four angels to whom it was granted to him the earth and the sea, saying, do not harm the earth the sea or the trees till we have sealed the servants of God on their foreheads and I heard the number of those who were sealed one hundred and forty four thousand of the tribes of Israel who were sealed now do you know how um, this story goes full circle to Um, What was preached about those who have honored and those who have have been dishonored, who have dishonored the call. Now, we were talking about being sealed with the Holy Spirit and, um, you know, basically allowing the Lord to um, be Lord over your life, not just some of your life, but all of your life. And now he's saying, okay, with this. Comes a reward that even when I come back, because it is biblical, it is a biblical prophecy that Jesus Christ is going to come back to destroy this earth and to um, basically, you know, judge those who were disobedient to Him. I can't change that. I can't preach nothing different from that because it's truth and this is the Word of God. Um, Jesus Christ said that he's going to come back and let me show you how awesome, how the word ties in. Um, and if you don't believe me, just look in your history books. I'm trying to, um, give me a second. Okay, so the lineage of Abraham. Remember that promise that God said that if Abraham answered the call and he obeyed the word of the Lord, that he God was going to give Abraham as many children as the sand of the seashore. That sounds far fetched at that time when God spoke to him, but don't you know? that that word came to pass. It came to pass. Let me tell you how. It said, then I saw another angel ascending from the East, having the seal of the living God. And he cried out in a loud voice to the four angels, to whom Uh, It was granted to harm the earth and the sea saying, do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees till we have sealed the servants of God on their, uh, uh, until we have sealed the servants of God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of those who were sealed, the 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. Now, Israel is from the lineage of Abraham. I hope y'all caught that. Revelation is the last book of the Bible and God's word, his promise still stands. It didn't change from the beginning of time when he spoke to Abraham and told Abraham to come out. And let me show you a place. Which I want to send you so that you may receive my promise. Abraham's obedience. Runs all the way from Genesis to Revelation. And God was faithful through it all. If you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are the the, the seed of Abraham. Abraham. You fall under that blessing. You fall under that lineage because God promised. Now the question is, what has God promised you? What did God promise you? I have to even think, Lord, what is it that you promised me that sometimes I waver or I get discouraged because I don't see it? Did Abraham see this before it happened no he couldn't even his wife couldn't even bear children but god brought it to pass so understand that not only to be called to be chosen seals you until the end of time even after you're long gone and you pass this lineage down to your children they're gonna reap the blessings of abraham if if they answer the call, you know. So I thank all of you for listening, and 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 just taking in the word of God. I do pray that you were blessed. And again, if you have any questions about the word that was shared today, don't hesitate um, to give us a call whenever you can.
1: Amen. And the thing is. You know if you would like to uh contact us it's uh nine five four five eight zero six three zero three you know what stood out to me and I just wanted to say this because some of us don't realize how how um on time that message was, especially for what some of us are dealing with in our lives, as she was uh speaking. And God was using, um, using her to speak a question, uh, not a question, um, a statement. I heard the Holy Spirit speak a statement to me. And I wanted to um, share this because he wanted me to, I know God wanted me to share this. But um, I wrote down what God said to me. And you know what the Lord said to me? Um, let me tell you about my background first off before I say this. You know, I've been in situations many different times where people who have been total strangers, God has used me to speak to them and tell them pretty much everything about their lives. And I don't even know their names. But God gave me a message for them. And that's just how God deals with me. So I know not all, but there's some of us on this call today that God wanted me to tell you this. And what God wanted me to say to you was... Don't fool yourself. Some of us in our lives... And the way that we're living... You're fooling people... But you're not fooling God. In other words... Some of us... We're playing with certain sins... In our lives. We're playing with having sex before marriage. We're playing with... Cursing and oh, well, um, you you let, me, okay. let me just uh, can you the put your um phones no? on on mute for a sec for all those. It's uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. yeah, it's 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 fine. Um, but the thing is, you know, we're playing with these areas. And God wants you to let those areas um he wants you to let those areas go. He wants you to stop playing with those areas of 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 your lives and the thing is is this is that let me just do this for a second um the thing is is this is that when when God speaks a word and we're dealing, some of us, we're, when, when God speaks the word and we're dealing with certain things in our lives, He's actually given us the answer and the way to escape. He's given us the answer and way to escape these situations because some of us, when it comes to relationships, that's why you kept getting your heart broken. That's why you kept ending up in domestic violence. I don't know who this is, but some of us, you have been in domestic violent relationships. You have been through relationships or situations where you could have had your life destroyed because you're playing with the sin that God is trying to separate from your life. Something else the Lord had me to write down uh, is cursing. Some of us don't realize the Bible says that how can salt water and fresh water come from the same spring? How can with the same mouth you say, "God is blessing me?" Oh, I'm feeling so blessed. Some of us you say that in your life. But yet, with the same mouth, you speak cursing to other people when it doesn't go your way? Let me tell you something. God is saying to you, "Don't fool yourself." Do not fool yourself in thinking that God is okay with your behavior and that God is just going to look over this stuff. No, he's not. I got news for some of us. God, including myself, I can fool people, but I never be able to fool God. And if God is dealing with some areas in our lives and we refuse to let it go, let me tell you, There's nothing else left for you but judgment. And judgment means that the Lord is going to intervene and say to you that if you won't let this go, I'm going to show you that I'm not playing games in this area of your life. Yes, God loves us, but he hates sin. It's going to be a sad day for a lot of people. When Jesus Christ returns and he splits the sky and they're going to they're going to say Lord, how, but I went to church. Lord, but I gave my offering. But God is going to say to them, but you never stopped having sex with that boyfriend. You never stopped having sex with that girlfriend. You never stopped lying and and, and cursing and, and you never stopped moving in these areas of your life that you know I hate. But because you th- Think that God is just okay with anything. We think we could just do anything today. Let me tell you something. Some of us, you need to repent. And you need to turn from your sin. And stop playing with with God in these areas of your life. Why? Because God wants to bless you. Some of us, let me tell you what's going to happen to you. If you don't give God the area of your cursing, you're going to curse out somebody. You're going to curse out the wrong person and you may end up in a fight and end up going to jail. Some of us, you may end up cursing out a coworker, and guess what, they're gonna tell their management about you and you may end up getting fired from the job that you hold dear and now you're stressing because you're wondering how you're gonna pay your bill. Some of us, if you don't let go of that boyfriend or girlfriend that, that you're having sex before marriage with, let me tell you what's gonna happen you're going to end up getting an std you're going to end up in domestic violence and hopefully this time you won't lose your life you know what i see all these stories of women on on um on youtube and one of them i heard um um i mean many different stories but one of them in particular this woman um beautiful woman she was calling 911 and you know why she was calling 911? She had an argument with her boyfriend. And the boyfriend ended up stabbing her. And she was on the phone with the dispatch in 911 saying, please send someone because I'm bleeding to death. And I couldn't help but wonder before she lost her life because she, she passed away sadly. But I couldn't help but wonder, was God talking to her that week that she died? Was God talking to her and and, and saying, you need to let this area go, let this relationship go because something bad is going to happen to you. I wonder if God was talking to her and she thought that God was playing games with those areas of her life. I don't always preach like this, but for some people, there's individuals listening today that you need to hear it like this. I don't know what's about to happen to you, but I don't see nothing good happening for those that this word is talking to. If you keep playing with the sin that God is telling you to let go, don't be surprised when that same area destroys your life. You know, so the thing is, you know, if you if that's you. Turn from that area. Say, God, help me. You know, take steps. Separate yourself from that relationship. Separate from, you, you know, ask God to help you in that area so, so, so you can get the help you need. And, and here's one of the helps that you need. If you know that God has, if you know that, you know what? Out of all the ministries I went to and all the churches I went to, why is it that, of, why, is it this, why is it this service, this call is speaking to me and bringing more change in my life than all the churches I ever visited. Let me tell you why. It's because God is saying to you that he's, he's, he has led you to fire realm for your life to change. Not for you to just say so many people that just, what's the point of visiting a church or going to church and you're there physically? But you're not getting change. It's like going to college for four years, but you never learn nothing. You got your degree, but you can't get a job because there's no company that respects your degree. That's what some of us you got going on in your life. You're going to all these churches and you're going here, you're going there, but you never get any, any change in your life. When are you gonna stop playing the game? When are you going to stop saying, you know what, I need to get my life changed for real. I need to stop sinning for real because because you're some of us, you're, you're entering into your 40s, into your 30s, and you're still playing the games you played in high school. When is the madness going to stop? You know, my wife says the same all the time. And I hear it's like a train going on. You know, when when she see, uh, you know, or, or say you see someone and they doing something crazy, what you say? You know, amongst um women, you know they say, um, "Stop the madness." <laughs> you know, some of us gotta stop the madness spiritually. I'm just being, I'm just being real. You know, you got sometimes you gotta look at yourself in the mirror. You know, and you can you, you gotta say, you know what? I gotta stop the madness. You know, I don't know. You know, because it's a woman that preached today. You know, I don't know if some of us have ever seen this. You ever seen um, certain women who have, like, weave in their hair? and Some of us, they, they keep it tight and they keep it looking nice. But some of them, you know they had a bad weave job. Mm-hmm. You still see the track. It's all showing. And they run around. They, you know, they go around and say, oh, girl, you know, I I, I done got my hair did or whatever. You know, and they're really excited about. But what do you say to them if that's your friend? You say, you know, hey, you're you my girl, but I got to tell you, girl, your, your track showing. It ain't. You know, it's looking a hot mess right now. You know, so what am I saying is that you tell them the truth because you care and that you love them. This is not a message to say that God doesn't love you. No, this is a message that if the shoe fits where it, why? Because God is trying to tell you, you're, 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 you're going on the wrong path. You're going the wrong way. You're going about this the wrong way. You need to be a part of and connected to a ministry. One of the things we do in Fire Rome, we, we, we stay in contact with all those that's a part of the ministry because we believe in mentorship. We believe in being involved in, um, in, in mentoring um, in, in, in people's lives. There's so many calls I get and so many um, people I interact with where, you know, I um, help them when it comes to advice. And those even a part of the ministry that's being mentored that, that they're seeing their lives changing. That's what you need in your life. You know, so, so I want to just, I wanted to just put that out there and just, I wanted to um, also just, if that's you and you realize that you need to make some changes to some areas of your life, you need to pray this prayer. The first step to change in your life, you have to be willing to be real with yourself. For, you know, I don't waste a lot of time. People who still want to lie to themselves, I know they're not ready for change. Why? Because the first step to change, you have to realize that I'm messed up. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm fooling myself. There's times that I said to myself in the mirror, J- Jason, you need to, I, I spoke this to myself. I had to speak to myself in the mirror and say, you will be a man of God or or I will not play with this. Or, I will go forward in Jesus' name. I had to speak to The word of God And apply to my own life Before I can look at somebody else You notice how easy it is To look at other people But how harder it is To really see Who we really are Some of us We can pick out all the flaws In other people And you do good You do good at pointing at other people But what happens When you point your index finger At someone You got three more fingers Pointing back at you some of us, you got three more, f- you looking at somebody else' kids, but look how tore down, look how much you don't even spend time with your kids. When was the last time you had Bible study with your own children? But you're looking for a pastor and somebody else to raise your children, you birth your kids out. Even on this Mother's Day, even on this day when we, some of us, we got kids. You know, you're looking for some, some preacher or some pastor. Oh, you need to go to church. When was the last time you had Bible study with your own children? Because you are the first pastor they will ever see in their house. You know what, mama? You know what some kids are going to grow up saying? For some of us, if you don't get this area together in your life, mama and daddy taught me how to go to church and how to quote scripture, but how to curse when they're on the phone. Mama and daddy taught me how to play the religious game, but still open up my legs or go into someone that I'm not married to sexually. You're going to teach your children how to disobey God. And so when you see little Timmy or or, 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 or Melinda having sex before marriage or out there on the street, all these mothers that cry over their children saying, please talk to my child because my child won't listen to me. They're rebellious. They don't want God. I've been praying, praying, praying. Maybe it's because of all the years that that parent has showed that child not to obey God. Some of us, your children are depending on your obedience to God. So if that's you, just pray with me right where you are. Just say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for my sin. Lord, help me for the areas in my life that are separating me from you. Lord, help me so I can be a better mother or father for my children. Lord, show me the way. So I can walk in your will for my life. Help me God. So I can know you. Better. In Jesus name. Amen.